What is abstraction or what is unabstraction? In this episode, by the end of it, I hope to get to the bottom of this common term. Probably won't get all the way to the bottom. My name is Eric Normand, and I help people thrive with functional programming. So this is an important topic. It's a term we use all the time. I hear it used, I read it, people say, oh, I built this abstraction, here's an abstraction, let's make an abstraction. But do we really know what it means? I think most of the time we use it incorrectly. That's why I wanted to start researching it and decided to make a little episode about my research. So I recently listened to the Co-Recursive Podcast. It's another great functional programming podcast by Adam Bell. And he does interviews. And he had on Hal Abelson, who was the co-author of Structure and Interpretation of Computer Programs. And uh, Adam asked him a lot about uh, the origins of the book and why it was important. And because it's, it's, I don't know, 40 years old now, almost. Um, and well, he said something really interesting I hadn't, I, I didn't know, which was at the time that it was written, most programming books were like, okay, here's your data types and here's your, your syntax. Um, but they didn't really, uh, his, his, their book, uh, structure interpretation and computer programs does a little bit of talk about like data types and stuff, but it really starts pretty early with abstraction. And what does it mean? Uh, you know, this idea that computer programs are written for people to read primarily, that they are, uh, that you're building up, you're composing up abstractions. It just starts really early with that. And that that was new, that at that time, people weren't using the term abstraction quite so much. So I uh, got curious. Uh, I've done research before about what abstraction means. Um, And I mean, when I say research, I'm talking about light, light research. Okay, I look it up on Wikipedia. I uh, ask my friends what they think it means. It's not like heavy duty research, okay? Um, But sometimes you have like friends that have good insights and uh, tell you what exactly what to read. And uh, that happens to be the case. Um, so, okay, let me get into this. Um, the way I hear people use abstraction all the time is they'll say, like, uh, that's the wrong abstraction, or I'm building an abstraction. And what they mean is they're composing up pieces from their language or that they've built already into something new. So they're building a class or a function or something, and they're calling that an abstraction. But are these really abstractions? Uh, Structure and interpretation of computer computer programs defines abstraction as naming and manipulating. So it's not about the composition. It's about giving that composition a name and being able to treat that composition as a unit, as a thing that can be further used in your program. Okay. So it's not, it's, it's 
a way of ignoring how the thing is made, right? You're giving it a name. Now you don't care where it came from. You're just going to refer to it by name. So it's a way of ignoring that origin. Um, in the book, they also have a quote from John Locke about abstraction. Um, and in that, he talk, John Locke talks about different ways of understanding an idea. And one of the ways is to take that idea by itself, completely out of context, not related to anything else, and just look at the idea alone. And that's what John Locke calls abstraction. Okay, it's this ignoring the context. It's removing it from its concrete origins. Okay, so both of these are, they're kind of similar. You can see um, that maybe the, the um, SICP definition is like a, a refinement of this definition uh, for use in programming and, and not just as, you know, thinking and philosophizing as John Locke was doing. Um, but they're all about reification. We take this thing that has some meaning in a context and we take it from that context so that we can look at it alone. We take this function or this class that we've built out of parts, we put them together, and now we're just going to ignore where it came from and just refer to it by name. And just, just now manipulate it based on its name. Okay, we're taking just in, in totally removing it from context. And this is the kind of abstraction that you might think of like something is very abstract. It has no context. It has no real world uh, part to it, right? I'm just talking about it in the abstract outside of the context. But there's another definition. There's a, a, a different definition. So Zach Tellman is a closure programmer, pretty well-known closure programmer. He's written a book called The Elements of Closure. And to do that, he to write that book, the research, better research than I do, let me tell you, uh, he, he read a, a lot of books to put this book together. And he was looking for a definition of abstraction for that book. And he eventually settled on discovered and settled on Barbara Liskov's definition, which he says was the best one, so clear. And, you know, after searching and searching, this one was just like, yes, that's it. You know, why couldn't I formulate that? She has come up with a, uh, such a, a nice definition of it. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I don't know the, the particular words she uses, but um, it's basically treating two different things as if they were the same. Okay, so you're ignoring the differences and just treating them as if they were the same. So this is stuff like modularity, right? I have these two different modules. They kind of, um, they're different, but they have the same API, so I can swap them out, right? We, we, we do this in, in, the, in the real world, right? Like, the whole idea of interchangeable parts. Ah, oh, this piece broke on my vacuum cleaner. I can just order another part and it pops right in. It's a different part. It is a totally different part. It's not the same part, but it still works in there. 
because it's made to have the same interface as as the other part. Um, they might even be made on the same machine, but they are different. We're ignoring those differences and using them like they were the same. Uh, this is where we get polymorphism from. Two classes that implement the same interface are supposed to be interchangeable, right? Uh, also, you see this idea of reification, right? That, that you can um, start talking about the interface itself and not the particular instances of that interface, right? So reification is coming up in both. You're able to manipulate the abstraction as it is without caring about its origins. That's kind of a reification, right? You're talking about it and manipulating it by name. And um, then this other kind of reification where the like the the thing that is similar about them the interface between two things is the thing you're talking about both are about reification um looking at these two definitions that are they're different um one is is more primarily about reification this naming and manipulating and, and I have a whole episode on reification. Reification basically means making something real. So you name an idea, and now you can talk about the idea as if it were a thing, uh, even though it was just an idea, right? That's reification. You can, you know, philosophers do this all the time. They, they make an idea real, they flesh it out. That's reification. And we do that in computer programs by saying, like, let's make this relationship first class. That, you know, a person has a bike. I don't know if that's a good example, but you can make that first class. Like a possession is like a thing now, right? Okay. Um, the second definition is more about ignoring differences between two things that are different. So in the first case, you just have one thing and you're ignoring something. You're ignoring its origin, how it was created. And in the second thing, you're talking about two different things and how they are similar, that how they are similar becomes reified. It's, they're, they're, they're very different. Um, and neither of them really is how we use the term. It's not about building something up and calling that an abstraction. It's about something else. It's about this idea of treating two things the same. So in the sense of like uh, an algebraic property is an abstraction because we are treating, as, as far as associativity goes, we are treating addition and multiplication the same. They're both associative, so we have this thing that ignores the actual operation and just says these things are the same. But at the same time, we've named it, and now we can manipulate it as a thing. So that is the other definition of abstraction. I don't think we have gotten to the bottom of this, um, but... I think that we are closer 
And I think I have a better idea of abstraction. I hope you do too. So I'll just recap really quick. Um, we often say build an abstraction or uh, have the wrong abstraction. And really, we're not talking about an abstraction. We are talking about some thing we've composed up. Okay, It's more like a concretion. We've taken a hash map and mashed it up with a, with a, a vector. Right, and now we're calling that an abstraction. It's not an abstraction. The abstraction is uh, naming that thing and being able to manipulate it, or seeing that we can treat it the same as some other thing, and and doing so, treating them the same, even though they're different. All right, if you've enjoyed this. Uh, meandering explorational uh episode i have a feeling some people would really like this and uh would want to discuss further especially since i haven't really come to any firm conclusions or anything useful uh probably get more feedback on this one than i get on most episodes uh well if you like this one you can find all the other episodes at lispcast.com slash podcast there you'll find audio and video and text versions of all the past episodes you'll also find links to subscribe and please do so that you get the new episodes and links to find me on social media so that you can get in touch with me with all that great feedback all those great things thoughts that you're having right now i'd love to hear them so this has been my thought on functional programming. My name is Eric Normand. Thank you for listening and rock on.